Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's episode, we're going to learn about the Florence and Cripple Creek Railroad's train wreck on its second day of service. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. On the 1st of July, 1894, the residents of Cripple Creek were ready to start their 4th of July celebration early. Central to this festive spirit was the impending arrival of the first passenger train to Cripple Creek. The Florence and Cripple Creek Railroad had finally completed their road and David Moffat, Cripple Creek mine owner and the man who organized and led the construction of the FNCC, was on the train with the final spike to drive into the final railroad tie. When the Denver and Rio Grande Engine 39 appeared around the curve south of the mining town, the Anaconda Drum Corps began their rendition of She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain. A work train had pulled into the town the day before headed by Engine 266, but Engine 39 pulled the first passenger train. This was the important one. As the train pulled in and slowed to a stop, excited dignitaries, F&CC management, and others disembarked among the thrilled and celebrating Cripple Creek visitors and residents. Speeches were given, backs were heartily slapped, and David Moffat drove that final spike. And the celebration went well into the night. The next morning, the train turned around on the Cripple Creek Y and began loading passengers, the first actual trainload of paying passengers for the return trip to Florence. As the train left the station at nine o'clock, its passenger cars were filled to capacity. But the train was headed for disaster. The following is the article, A Train Wreck on the New Road, A Passenger Car Goes Overboard with Nothing to Account for It from the July 3, 1894 edition of the Pueblo newspaper, the Colorado Daily Chieftain, which describes what happened. Cripple Creek, Colorado, July 2nd. The first passenger train out of Cripple Creek on the Florence Road left at nine o'clock with about 60 on board, including four women and one little girl. It did not move over three miles an hour. On reaching the outskirts of Anaconda a few minutes before 10, as it was coming around a curve on the 50-foot trestle bridge, the front trucks of the hind car went off the track. Gradually, the car tilted up, occupying probably half a minute, and fell down the embankment 40 feet. The second and first cars pulled the baggage car sideways on the hill, and its end propped the engine and kept it on the track. W.G. Milner, a passenger, was standing on the platform of the third coach. He jumped and the car slid toward him, burying his head in the dirt and smothering him to death. Frank Wasson, a brakeman, was caught between the two cars and badly squeezed. Producer's note. Quickly after the car stopped moving, Milner and Wasson were found pinned underneath the wreck. H.E. Tykey, a Cripple Creek hotel keeper, had his right arm broken and was bruised. John Keating of Pueblo had his chin cut to the bone. P. Feitzer of Devlin, Wisconsin had his forehead cut. T.E. Dorr of Denver was bruised about the body. A number of others were slightly bruised and cut. Conductor Bradbury was collecting tickets and rolled over with the car. 
Engineer Conway and Fireman Kelker jumped out and were not hurt. Producers note, Engineer Barry Conway could not have jumped because he brought the engine to a full stop as is later stated in this article. Conway then joined Fireman Jim Kelker who had quickly begun to render aid to passengers. Conductor G.E. Bradbury had only minor bruises and scratches. Mr. Milner, the man killed, was formerly undersheriff of Lake County and his wife lives in Denver. The Masonic Lodge has charge of the remains. Wasson is married and his wife lives in Florence. Producers note, Cripple Creek's Masonic Lodge worked with the railroad management to make all of Milner's funeral arrangements. A couple of days after the wreck, they escorted his remains to the Cripple Creek train depot and sent him on his way home to Denver on the departing train. Wasson was taken to his home in Florence and recovered over the next several weeks under the careful care of his wife. It is impossible to account for the wreck. A stock train passed over the line safely 15 minutes before, and the work train has run over it at 15 miles an hour frequently. Engineer Conway says he was going at between two and three miles an hour, and he was looking back when he saw the hind trucks of the rear car begin to rise. He put on the air brakes and stopped within 20 feet. The car just rose in the air and fell over. The track and roadbed were not disturbed in the least, and it is difficult to find why the wheels left the track. The injured people were brought back to Cripple Creek. Following the wreck, doctors went to the train depot to provide care for the arriving injured, but most of the passengers received only minor injuries. The railroad and city leaders worked hard to keep spirits up for the remainder of the 4th of July celebrations as both Cripple Creek and Florence had large events planned. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself on a train doing two or three miles an hour and starting to get a little bumpy, don't jump off, just hold on. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. The Daily, oh, poop, the Daily, the Colorado Daily Chieftain. The doctors went to the Cripple Creek, oh, whoops, following the wreck, doctors went to the train depot to provide, ah!